Yo, 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 what is going on all my lovely people out there? Thank you for tuning in once again. This is your boy Al, and this is another episode of Points of Perspective. And there's one announcement that I want to make. I'm going to be only dropping one episode a week when it comes to a major episode. Other than that, I will be doing like little five minute episodes here and there and whatnot just to get some quick thoughts out. But other than that, when it comes to like a major episode, like one that I definitely drop in my oomph and that'll be once a week. And I'm going to try to schedule that to be on Sundays or Mondays, but most likely it'll be Sundays. So let's get the show on the road. To me, I feel that trust is such a magnificent thing, especially when it comes to a relationship. Friendships, of course, like you want to be able to trust all your friends, but sometimes how do you gauge if somebody is a true friend? Especially when that friendship is like brand new to you. Really, in order to be able to gauge something out, it depends on what situations that you've been through with that person. Or what situations that they'll put you through. Either if it's physically, mentally, emotionally. So many different type of factors come into play when it comes to that word trust. Or when it comes to that feeling. Is there such thing of trusting somebody 100%? Or is it partial trust? Should trust be automatic? Or is it something that you have to gain through time? Based off your experiences with that person. In this first segment, I want to be able to put something in perspective to you. Coming from my opinions, of course, is not absolute fact. But just my point of view. And then you can agree, disagree. Or you can be somewhat indifferent when it comes down to the situation. And mind you, I have a high interest when it comes to psychology, but I'm no psychologist whatsoever. It's just something that I like to talk about. That's my disclaimer. I'm no doctor. But put it into perspective, and it might help you out a little bit when it comes to the people that you deal with and the word trust. I absolutely feel that trust is not an automatic thing. You have to maintain it. I said that in my other episode. Actually, trust insecurities, and communication when it comes to a relationship might not be the exact title. I'm just going with the flow here. So I spoke a lot about trust in that episode, but I didn't really get in depth when it comes to it. So I want to take a little bit of time to rehash that topic a little bit. And I know plenty of you missed it anyway. So this is my opinion. When it comes to trust, like I started saying, it isn't automatic. Is something that you build up. When you first encounter somebody, of course, a lot of you are dubious towards that person. You have to really get to know them before you start building anything up. So let's say when you and this person actually know each other, you feel that you trust that person. There's different levels to it. When it comes to a lot of your friends or family members, even some acquaintances, Subconsciously, you probably put them on all different levels. They're all not the same. You don't trust Brandon the same way that you trust Corey. You don't trust Taisha the same way you do Mary. There's different levels when it comes to it, and sometimes it depends on the situations that you've been in with these people. So, now let's say you're in a relationship, right? A lot of people like tossing around that word insecurities. Trust me, it is true. People are insecure, but people also toss the word around like a comfort blanket or to shift blame as well too. So put this in perspective, right? 
you're with somebody. You love them with all your heart. But he lies to you. And now your trust diminishes just a little bit. It's still enough to be able to be in love with him and to still want to plan the future with him. But now in your mind, you're like, okay, he has the ability to lie. Does that mean that he has the right to put it in your face when he says, oh, you don't trust me 100%? Whose fault is that? Is it your fault for not giving him the level of trust that he feels that he deserves? Or is it his fault for not maintaining that trust by having the ability to lie to you in the first place? Because even when you really think about it, in your hearts of hearts, when somebody has the decision to lie to you, that also means that they didn't trust you with whatever truth that it is that they're keeping from you. True? So then the next thing you know, it is now giving birth to what I like to call the shift blame. So now somebody's blaming you for not trusting them, but then you're blaming them for not trusting you. And it continue to go back and forth until somebody decided to be the bigger person and be like, well, you know what? Okay, let me put it into this toxic cycle. Let me just start giving the displays of me being trustworthy. But a lot of people will never understand the reason why your trust in that person starts to diminish. And that can be for any situation, relationship, friendship, when it comes to family matters. Somebody always points the finger. And it is a rarity for somebody to be like, hey, you know what? I got to bite the bullet because that's what I did. So I have to step up to the plate and be like, you know what? I'm sorry for being the reason why you don't put as much trust in me as you did once before. What can I do to fix it? How can I compromise? What sacrifices do I have to make in order for you to gain this back up for me? Because in the first place, trust has to be built. If you're not willing to build it no more and you think that person should just give it to you, then it's a done deal already. And yes, a lot of people also tell others like, hey, you know what? You shouldn't stay in that relationship if you don't trust a person. But it is not as easy as it sounds. Because regardless, that person may still have so many other qualities that they look for in a person, but they just can't be honest. Or they just can't be faithful. And we can't exactly speak on what we would do in that situation because there's so many people out there that's like, oh, if I was going through that, this is what I would do. How the fuck it ain't? I can say the same thing. You can say the same thing. Especially if you really think about reality here. Not everybody's going to know what they're going to do when they're in that situation until they are in it. It's hard to trust when all you have from the past is evidence on why you shouldn't. Unknown. So, I say this humbly to all my friends out there who actually always feel that people should trust them automatically, and if they don't, that they're insecure, or that they have problems from past relationships that they have to fix before they should enter one, just always remember, you could be the cause on a reason why that person no longer trusts. It doesn't mean that they need to fix themselves, even though they do, but whatever mess that you do, you have to be able to clean it up. If you spilt the milk, you mop it up, make sure there ain't no Whatever. You get my drift. So you can't do damage to something and then say, okay, you know what? It ain't my fault. It is your fault. Repair your damages. 
especially if you're deciding to stay in that relationship because they forgave you and you promised not to do it again. You can't just point the finger and say that they're insecure because of damage that you've done. Always remember that. Don't trust everything that you see. Even salt looks like sugar. I gotta love it. <laughs> so, just for future reference and even for the past, when you hear the echo voice coming in, it's me quoting something. A quote that I like and a quote that I'm expressing. That's why you hear the voice change and whatnot. So, just to let you know. And now what I'm about to speak about right here in this segment is a different kind of trust. Do not trust every single thing that you read online, Google, social media, etc. Always be willing to do a little bit of research yourself so then when you're projecting that statement, you don't look like a fool. Definitely. And also, try to learn how to practice what you preach, but I'll get to that in a minute. Right now, I want to talk about things of trust. But there are tons of people that are online that learn something from a status, find that to be absolute truth, and then they start to project it as if it is. Like that person that made that status is your Messiah. That's somebody that you praise to. And it's good to give praises out to people if they say something that sounds profound. Like, I don't take that away from you at all. But at least do a little bit of research on it, especially if you never heard of that particular subject before. Like, a lot of people talking about Dr. CB recently. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. And I didn't really get into any of his stuff until after he passed. And there's some things I agree with. There's some things that I don't agree with. But there's tons of people that trust in his words without having any research and they don't even practice any of the stuff that he's projecting. That's one thing that I never understand. To be able to just, oh, well, you know what? This is what he said and people follow him on this. So I'm going to just go with it. I don't really understand that. It's also the same basis of people trusting and believing that the earth is flat because they heard it from one person, but never put things in a perspective for themselves. I guess the moral of the story, or the key word that I should say is, put things into perspective before you try to preach it, or before you trust in it. You can't trust every single thing that you see. Look at the whole, uh, I can't even really use this as an example, it's like I want to, but I don't. But look how many people that was talking about Jussie Smollett, saying how guilty that he is when it came to that hate crime that he was projecting. The first thing that people trusted was the first article that came out. And mind you, the first article that came out wasn't solely every single thing that he was saying. People was adding their own words to it and stuff like that. And then when you finally heard from his mouth, every single thing, and it wasn't even true. Or I can't say if it's true or not, but those are not words that he stated. So regardless if their brother is guilty or not, People are always quick to hop on that bandwagon and saying that is the truth, that is the fact. And no research has been done about it. They didn't go look it up and see, hey, I wonder what was actually said about that or if the words came from his mouth. Like, of course, the case sounds off, but if you look at both sides of the case, both sides look off. It don't sound profound at all from either side. But either way, at the end of the day, he could be the victim of this whole thing. 
he did get assaulted, right? And plus, Chicago PD, from what I read and researched, don't have the best track record of being honest cops. At least some of them. I won't say all of them, but they're known for being dirty. And to me, that's just crazy for people to just throw their 100% trust in an article that don't come from the horse's mouth. Nobody, I mean, nobody will feel good if I decide to hear about a story about you from somebody else. That's gossip. So if I'm listening to Tyrone telling me about you, and I believe in every single thing that he says, and I form an opinion. And now with this opinion, I'm judging you a certain way. How would you feel about that? Yo, that's messed up. I can't believe you will listen to somebody else talking about me. That person don't even like me like that. Same basics. You would rather somebody get it from the horse's mouth, right? The direct source from the person. So, if I truly want to get information when it comes to, let's say, something that you've done, something that you've been involved with, I'm going to come to you. I'm not going to go to the other cat that only heard it from hearsay. The direct source. That's the best way to get your information about anything. A lot of people have to trust, have to stop trusting in just things that they simply read online. On social media, especially. Social media is the news for majority of people today. That's how they find out about so much information of things. But what people fail to realize is that you actually have trolls out there that exist. And they'll change the story a little bit just to make it more exciting. Hell, even when it do come to the news, you have news reporters that do that. In my opinion, things won't be 100% facts. So in that sense, you definitely have to be careful what you trust. Don't blindly trust everything. I really do feel that a person with intellect will question everything that comes their direction. They won't just blindly follow something if it's outside of their religious train of thought when it comes to their religion and whatnot. That's when somebody will have faith and be like, well, you know what? This is my faith to believe in this. And I just found out something new with this faith. So I'm going to go along with that because that's faith. There's nothing absolutely true about it. And it's your choice to trust it because it's your faith. But when it comes to current events that's happening, things that are going on that's around us, look it up. Make sure that you're not being misled. Be a shepherd, not a sheep. Yo, I'm going to take a quick break, and then after these messages, I'll be right back. Yo, have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast thing lifted off the ground, I had a lot of questions on what I should do to be able to start one. Like, what exactly should I do to start an episode? Do I find a host? Do I make a website on my own? How do I get my show into all these apps so people like to listen to it? How do I make money from my podcast? Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid podcasting right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. 
The reason why I like doing this podcast is to be able to spread my word to people. It's something that I enjoy doing and at the same time being able to put a little something, something into my pockets. You understand what I'm saying? So if you always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That is anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That is anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Yo, all right, what's going on? I am now back. The first two segments was basically about the whole general perspective that I have when it comes to trust. So now it's time for me to speak about something else. A woman's loyalty is tested when a man has nothing. A man's loyalty is tested when he has everything. Eh, uh, not exactly. Not 100%. Loyalty comes in so many different forms to so many different people. It's not only somebody's possessions when it comes to the whole loyalty thing. Sometimes just being able to put themselves into a situation can prove somebody's loyalty. And some people just don't have any loyalty at all. They're more free-spirited. They just think like for the here and now. They don't think about the possibilities of the future. Because a man can have every single thing possible that that woman might want him to have. And she can still be disloyal. That's truth to me. And a man can have absolutely nothing at all. Not a cent to his name. And he could still go and entertain and try to smash something else. So that's not absolute fact when it comes to the quote that I just said. I actually want to talk against it a little bit. But this segment is going to be about loyalty. And if you really do think about it, trust and loyalty is supposed to go hand in hand. But sometimes people don't trust for no reason at all. Those are the ones that are wrong. Sometimes it might be because they're being disloyal themselves. And that's the reason why that they have no trust towards that partner or towards that friend. Because they know that they do dirt when that person is not around. I feel that some people also have to try not to tag loyalty and stuff so much. Because there's so many people that's out there who don't have a loyal bone in their body. But they're going around projecting how they're loyal. And how they only demand for people in their lives to be loyal. Oxymoron. And there is tons of different level when it do come to loyalty. Like not everybody is going to display the same amount to everybody. When you have two friends, of course, one of them you're going to be more loyal to than the others. And that also stems down to the experiences and situations that you've been through with that person. And it also determines on how much they had your back when it came to the situations that you've been through on your own. How often did they help you out? How often did they show you support? You know, how they are there for you when it comes to some of the turmoils and your past despairs that you've been through. That right there, of course, the person that's been there for so many things, that's the one that you're going to give more loyalty to. So if there was ever a conflict with friend A and friend B, most likely you're going to side with the person on A because of the memories that you have of that person. That's the reason why the connection, the bond that you have with that individual. So you're going to be more tighter with them. To me, it is more reasonable that if friend A and friend B have a conflict that you're trying to intercept it and 
you try to break it off. But if somebody did somebody else dirty, the one that you have most loyal to, that's going to be the one that you side with. Unless if you have the type of personality that wrong is wrong. And of course you tell the person, yo, what you did was wrong. You shouldn't be doing any foul shit. You can't even be upset that this person's mad at you because of what you did. You have to correct yourself. But when you are loyal to somebody, when you feel that you can trust this person with your life, do you do certain things like lie to them? Would you bullshit them? Would you constantly front on that person when it comes to things, especially if they need your help? Are you the type of person now blow them off when they really need you? Like ignore their phone calls, screen it, shrug your shoulders and be like, all right, whatever. I'm busy on Facebook. I'll get to that person later. To you, does that stem loyalty? Now, when you're in a relationship, how loyal are you? To me, I feel that a person, while they're engaged in a relationship with somebody, should be 100% loyal. Not do your best, not try. It's something that should be 100%. Of course, it goes hand in hand with trust, right? When you're 100% loyal, you give that person a reason to 100% trust you. So there's no way of them thinking like, oh, well, Al's probably going to be over here doing this or doing that or... I'm not sure what he's up to. I don't think I can trust him when it comes to being around his homegirls and shit like that. Nah, you have to display that loyalty. You know, it's not just fancy words with glitter poetry written all over it. It's by action. So based off of how you act is when somebody will know how much loyalty that you have for them. A lot of things is by action, actually, you know. Words is great. We like words of affirmation. We want to be able to be validated with words. But the biggest validation that you can give somebody is through action. Don't give a reason for somebody to say that I don't think that you're loyal. Because that's not even a good feeling in itself. Like who wants to be branded as disloyal or dishonorable or unhonorable? Nobody wants to. And a lot of people's dynamics when it comes to relationships is different. Now, everybody's just the same. Like, yeah, okay, I do try my best not to openly judge other people's shit when it comes to their situations, especially when it comes to their relationships. But I still do have my opinions. I just keep it to myself. And one thing I know for sure is to be able to make sure that you instill that feeling of loyalty from somebody is to be loyal. So, the qualities of being loyal is devotion. Mmm, gotta love it. And that's faithfulness. That's another one. So, when you give people these things, like your devotion, your faithfulness, your time, your effort, so many different qualities that you subjectively may have when it comes to the term loyalty, then you'll feel it. There's no question about that. You know, it shouldn't just be like, now I'm speaking in general, not just relationships. It shouldn't be just like, if a person will fight for you, then they're loyal to you. That person can just be a crash dummy in that they love fighting. That doesn't necessarily mean that a person is loyal to you. Because let somebody else that they know that might want to bring you to drama, they might be punching your ass up too. 
turbo punching you. Pop, 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 all in your grill. So you can't base it on that. I mean, now, nah, don't get me wrong. If you and your boys was ever somewhere and if you start getting into a scuffle and homeboys just sitting back, just watching the situation go down and not trying to help you out, then yeah, of course he's not loyal. At least in that sense. Now, if your rent's due, you don't have no way to pay it off. He fronts you the money. Hey, you can have it. Don't worry about paying me back. What does that say? That person have devotion towards you. That's still loyalty in some kind of way, right? Or it's just point blank loyalty. Just not in a form that you might be able to relate to because he don't help your ass when you're getting your ass kicked. <laughs> you know? Yo, and there are tons of people that, that will argue that their definition of loyalty is completely different. It don't just mean to fight your battles. It don't just mean to toss you money. You know, it's a personal definition. It's a personal feeling when it comes to that word loyalty. You know, like, can somebody turn around and point their fingers at you and say that you're not loyal because you don't fit their definition? Quite rude. I don't think people should go around doing that. But nowadays, a lot of these words are subjective and people add their own definitions to so many different things, you know? Which brings me to my third segment. My third segment, which is crazy to me, is when somebody had the... De- Alright, hold on. I want to explain the definition. No, not the definition. My fault. I got a little amp, so now my words are stumbling. So, I was on one of my cousin's posts, right? And she put up a post and it says, name a couple of things that black people lie about. You know, it's one of those funny memes. So I'm like, all right, I'm about to get a little involved in this. Cause I like joking around sometime. So one of my jokes that black people say is black people can't be racist. Cause that's something that I've seen a lot of people say. And what was kind of funny to me was that somebody actually responded to me saying that black people can't be racist. That's not a lie. And they was explaining that in order to be racist, (sighs) racism is a power to use your presidents to enforce laws on people of a different race. I'm sitting here like, huh? Is she for real? And then one of their homeboys wanted to comment right under her and say, thank you with a black fist up. I'm like, man, I didn't know the definition of racist changed. Like, when did that happen? So what I told her was that sounds like a subjective definition, basically saying that she made up her own opinion of the definition of racism. And then I actually post the actual definition from the dictionary and it reads a person who shows or feels discrimination or prejudice against people of other races or who believes that a particular race is superior to another. I so after I posted up that definition, she didn't respond back to me. I'm still waiting. It was a day ago. So I'm going to go off of the whim here and I'm going to openly say that 
black people can definitely be racist too. It's not something that I advocate. It's not something that I agree with. I don't condone racism whatsoever in any shape or form, but anybody can be racist. This definition, this word, it doesn't exclude anybody. Because if you can have hate in your blood towards another race, you're racist. If you can diss other races and try to make fun of them because of your quote-unquote racial insecurities, then you're racist. It doesn't matter what color that you are. You know, the moment you get into a realm and say that you dislike, you don't like, you have crazy stereotypical jokes, you're being prejudiced, that's racist. It don't say anything on this definition about using that ability of enforcing law or any of the case may be. Because if you think about it, right? What about the governments in Africa? A lot of them are black in certain countries in Africa, at least. So you're still saying that they can't be racist? How about in India? Same thing. It's ran by Indians. They can't be racist? What about China? They're ran by the Chinese. They can't be racist? Because what I got from what she said is that only white people can be racist. And that's 100% false. No opinion about that. None. Anybody can be. If you have a mind, you have opinions, you can use those opinions. And once your opinions started shifting over to hate, especially if that hate is towards other races, then yeah, you're racist. I don't know why a lot of people try to make so many different words and terminologies and make it subjective. No, there's a reason why you can look these words up in a dictionary for you to fully understand. And that also goes back to my old point. Don't believe in every single thing that you read. You can't trust in everything that you read because most likely this started from one of those quote unquote woke people that started going around telling people that black people can't be racist and people started listening to that crap and it is crap. And I'm actually starting to get highly sick and tired of these fake woke people going around claiming to be woke and they have no awareness of what's going on. Be aware of the words that you use. Be aware of the definition, the meanings of these words. Instead of just going around adding your own definitions and trying to convince other people who know what these words mean, what they don't mean. It makes no sense. Now, if a person misuse a word because they don't remember the definition, that's one thing. But how can you try to convince, fully convince people what some words mean and you're wrong, completely wrong, you know, and then you have no room in your head to even try to comprehend like, oh, okay, well, I understand that my message could be false. Come on. I seriously want to understand who gives certain people an entitlement to just change up the English language, use it to their own benefit. Like, no, what you're saying is wrong and I'm right. That's not what the word mean. And then when you use definitions on them, then that's when it's all hell breaks loose and you're wrong and you relied on this source and you're still believing in the word of a man that 
created the word and you're not using it right, etc., etc., etc. It drains people's energy when you can't even just stick to a format as using the language. It really does. So the quote-unquote woke people, do me a big favor. Stay sleep. Have wonderful dreams of learning things that you can actually project to people that you're trying to teach. Things that will make things better. Try to make it so that people won't be playing a victim card and saying that woe is me and that's not possible and these are the things that can't be possible because I fall into that category or I fall into that group. Be able to inspire people to learn profound things from you. Please, just do that. Or at least try to help them put things in a perspective. But to poison these minds, that's wrong. And to accept that poison and drink it like it's yummy Kool-Aid from back in the day that your mom used to make with two-thirds percent sugar and one-thirds percent water, that's not 100% proper either. Stay woke my ass, y'all motherfuckers like the sleepiest in America, shit. So please, my humble people, just think about it like this, right? If you subscribe in something, when you have two different opposing people always arguing about something please feel free to do research and educate yourselves instead of being biased and picking one side and then just riding with that you never want to be on a losing team so learn for yourself and then make your decisions afterwards on what you would like to represent that's one favor i ask all y'all that love getting on social media and start debating well I'm about to be up out of here. Another episode of Points of Perspective. Feel free to like, subscribe to any of my pages, and share this if you're feeling it. Appreciate the love. Peace.